Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Two Half Squads, the only podcast in the world, as far as we know, dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, Advanced Squad Leader. We are your hosts. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave. It's good to be back. Hi, Dave. How are you? Good, Jeff. Good to be here. You're looking well. Well, thank you, You're sir. You're all aglow. You know why. Why? What episode is this, Jeff? Episode 10. You are correct. <laughs> we made it. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Yeah. Episode here, number the, 10. Uh, our celebratory music. How about a beer? This is our... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody join us. <laughs> this is not our centennial, but our tentennial. I guess episode. Can you have a tentennial? There's probably another I've word. Never for heard it. of a tentennial. It sounds Dec- like a disease. <laughs> it does. It sounds like a disease that only octopuses get. Yes. But notice, listeners, we're not counting the ASL extra episodes that appeared magically on our website. Yeah, and I, I got to tell you, you did a great job on those, Dave. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were boring as heck, but you did a good job on them anyway. Yeah. I'll... No, they weren't boring at all. Um, well. Apparently, well, I'll jump into some listener response on that. Um, some people are downloading them, so yeah. as our intent is that this is only for people who are interested. Yeah. If you have never gotten old journal, I mean, um, general magazine or annual, and they still do them in the journal. I'm sure some of the other publications, non-official publications, do them. The series replay would actually write down each and every move and each and every die roll and yeah yeah if you don't read those you probably don't want to listen to these but i know i used to read all those believe it or not if they had the illustration with it i would just read it anyway yeah see what i could learn and so the goal is just to throw it out there and you know hope you enjoy it if you don't we're okay with that and uh we'll make more of them as the games come up but we're not offended if you skip them yeah and i i think uh Actually, you got a pretty good number of downloads on those, didn't you? We did. We did. A couple and, hundred or something? Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, one response was, um, keep them coming. Uh, one person asked if we we're going to post the setups on Vassal. My response is no. I already yeah. have enough to do. Yeah. You know, after I set it up and actually play it, I have to clear the table off and get ready for um, miniatures game the next weekend. Or, you know, There's lots more to do than to get on Vassal and do that. No, you know, no offense, but if you... And someone else said, I, I missed a few units, but I, I don't think it made any difference anyway. I could understand yeah. the context of what you're thinking about, what to look for, those kind of things. I didn't, uh, in, uh, I know at least when I was uh, doing my setup, I didn't, I didn't name each and every hex and each and every unit that was coming in on each and every hex. So, you know, it would have been hard for somebody. They would have had to take some guesses there. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I think people. I think we should keep doing those because that was fun to do, and we'll get better at them. Mm-hmm. Right, and um, and again, you can see just how bad of players we are. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you did well. I thought you did well. Well, but I, I learned something, and somebody wrote in uh, in response to one of those because of the way I did my setup, entering on uh, I think it was the north side of the of the board, and ran my troops through the gully. And we decided that wasn't a good idea, and he wrote in and said, yeah, that's not a good idea. And so here's something that uh, you knew for you new players, when you are ready to set up your, your attack, uh, be sure that you uh, kind of take a look at the size of the board, how many hexes you got to go, and figure out if your troops can make it and how far they've got to go, Right. You know, which I didn't do. Actually, mentally thoroughly enough. count out the steps. Count it out. Know? And don't forget double time. Uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, advance. 
Okay, I'll be here at the end of turn one. Right. One, two, three, four, because you can't double time the next turn. Advance. Oh, wow, at the end of two turns, I'm here. And then you get an idea of that. Now, of course, if people are shooting at you, that's going to slow you down. Yeah. But a lot of times you have some freedom of movement before you're going to run into enemy troops. Um, certainly going through the gully, you were safe enough, but just too slow. Yeah. And my, my thinking was that, that I would pop up and scare you. <laughs> I, all these guys would pop out of the gully, and you'd be so frightened you'd go running. But that didn't happen. Oh, it, it actually did. I just controlled my fear. Yeah. <laughs> very scary, boys and girls. Oh, we have a very scary one for you today. Oh, some Russians popping out of gullies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. As the defender... You can count out your opponent's first move and maybe get a guess of where to put your boar-sided weapons. Right. Where to put your um, anti-tank mines. How far will those tanks possibly go? Probably yes. go. Yeah, good point. Eh, it can't hurt. It yeah. can't hurt. If I was playing the other side, where would I move to? Uh, how far, if I can run, how far can I run up those men? And then set up some fire zones in, in that area or yeah. boar site. Yeah. We should come up with a list of like 10 things that you should consider when you're setting up. Yes. You know, just tips for people to remember because some of those things could be forgettable, especially for the new players. Right. And, and thank you, Jeff, for saying my setup, my defenses were good. You know, I have a lot of experience playing ASL. You do? How many games now, Dave? 1,003? 1,003. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I have to check it at home. But I do have a lot of experience. You have a huge amount of experience. All right, I won't go there. So, <laughs> more no, than I. no offense, buddies. More than I. Um, listener mail? Yeah, we got a lot of good mail, we, which we, uh, we won't uh, go through all of it. But thank you, everybody, for your support. Getting a lot of really good feedback, giving us people giving us some good suggestions. Did you have anything there that was kind of sticking out? Well, uh, one, list, one listener, Mark H., asked when the t-shirts would be available t-shirts yes and to be honest i would like to make t-shirts yeah i think t-shirts would be great i think the plan was really jeff and i at least could wear them if we go to tournaments or something and sit there with our little recorder and try and interview players at a tournament um then i got this that's pretty pathetic because i mean it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna look like... so self-serving <laughs> yeah look look hey, it's look. us look at us <laughs> Let's get sandwich boards and hats with propellers on them or something. You know what? If people, though, don't like us and they want to egg us or throw rotten tomatoes at us, oh, yeah. we could put the T-shirts on like Dan and Steve and send them in first. Great idea. Let them take all the fire. <laughs> it's a great idea. Yeah, I guess that is kind of self-serving or silly. Well, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like the idea, too. It, I think it'd be fun. What the heck? It's not self-serving. It's all it'd be fun. fun. We, we put ourselves down enough yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that... This journal, View from the Trenches, which I think we're going to talk more about next show. Yeah. Was that the plan, Jeff? Right. Um, they actually print off their own T-shirts, these English guys, British guys. Yeah. And they, no offense if you're from Wales or Scotland, you, British. Yeah, UK. UK guys. Yeah. They um, put on their T-shirts and they go to tournaments. And people look forward to see what the different T-shirts going to be. I guess they do them like every year. Really? And they have some kind of... A picture in here, anyway. Very admirable. Well, we got. We need to get a logo going. We gotta, I am going to try and logo. get the logo, and we'll yeah. get it up online. I forgot my camera tonight. Oh, and I look so good. <laughs> I got all. According I got all to dressed your up. mama. I got all dressed up. I even shaved my chest hair, <laughs> just in case. 
Um, okay. And well, you next got any time. mail there you want to? Uh, let's see. Well, yeah. Yes, I did. Well, well I can't. Uh, oh, there. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I didn't write down the guy's name, but I liked this uh, one listener who said that uh, he listened to all. He downloads our podcasts. He downloaded all of our podcasts. And he was driving. I thought this was funny. He's driving to see his wife who lives out of state. It's a five hour drive to go visit his wife. She lives out of state. And he listened to us, uh, the podcast, all the way there and back. Which in itself is nice, but I'm wondering how he got his wife to live in a different state. You'd like to learn that? Well, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not going to say that on the public airwaves. No, and I'm just kidding. No, Because Robin, of course, listens. My wife loves his wife. I love my wife, and I don't want her to live out of state. But I just thought that was funny, so that's a nice endorsement. And also our friends uh, in Kuwait, uh, who are next-door neighbors with our friends in Wales. Yes. Apparently are having a nice time at... And hopefully um, our listener in Kuwait has found somebody to play with. I've, I've hooked him up uh, with a list of people that live in Kuwait that play board games, and hopefully he's found somebody there. Hopefully. Uh, do you have any mail over there? I'm um, looking at some donations. I did put out a little plea for some donations. Please. Please. <laughs> Currently, the go- other good news, we have paid for our bandwidth from listener donations. That's right. doesn't mean you should stop donating. Because we have to pay again in January. We'll need. Yeah, uh, no, not till May. Oh, oh, that's even our next. News. But our next thing is uh, equipment because it would be nice to get some microphones. Yeah, Jeff was very frustrated with the last show because when we had Joe, I, and Jeff, our vocal levels were all different. He said he spent hours. I slaved. He did. He did <laughs> slaved I, on I episode felt, nine. I felt bad because I keep emailing Jeff. Hey, when are we going to see number nine? And he'll say, like, oh, maybe tomorrow night. And then, like, it's a week later. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, what about nine? Oh, maybe Sunday. Yeah. Okay. And then finally he's like, I've had it with this. I've been spending three hours editing this episode. They're not all a nightmare like that, but we had three guys with different vocal Ah, volumes. I was tearing my hair out. I looked like I lived near Three Mile Island. My so, hair was out in bunches. So having a mixer would allow you to Well, I mean, if, if we had microphones that we could sit close to, it's... It's just it nicer helps. than... Yeah, we have this one little... One little microphone. Mic. But but anyway, that's, yeah. so if you want to keep donating, great. We'd like yeah, to say great. thanks, thanks, William W., for your donation. Eric G. and Ian P. Ian We've P. gone back Thank to you. no last names. Yeah, yeah. Well, why not? No last names. And I would say we had a letter from William um, Primus. Oh, yeah, Primus. Very meaningful. I, I, I was actually moved emotionally when, when you wrote about... Um, what it meant to you to listen to us. And, um, you know, I just got to really say thanks. And I, I know I feel the same way sometimes listening to, like, Dragon's Landing or um, the Fear the Boot guys, the boot, yes, which are both um, role-playing or D&D podcasts. And you get, you're so used to hearing them talking all the time, it's almost like you, you know them. Yeah. And so Jeff and I got to meet the Fear the Boot guys at Gen Con, and I think we mentioned that before. But I think so. We do want to give a, a thank you to them also. I think they put up a link or they mentioned us on their podcast. Yeah, they did. And um, any more mail, Jeff? Yeah, I... uh, did I have anything else? Uh, there was some talk uh, last time. <laughs> yeah, there was some talk last time about the uh, corner cutter. Yes. The C4 corner cutter. And I, I can't remember, actually. I, I guess I should go back and listen we actually mentioned this but i went on ebay right now actually and there's a c4 corner cutter which is a oh, you're, you're on ebay i'm on ebay right how now. much are you going for <laughs> not not me personally 
I'll put it for you. How much are you willing to pay? Because oh, 99 cents. <laughs> I want to remodel the basement. 99 cents. I'm going to need more than 99 cents to remodel the basement. Sorry. The C4 corner cutter is specifically designed for war gamers to help them clip the corners of their counters. Neato. Right now it's on eBay, and I guess they got a lot of these, but it's 1995 and $4.02 for shipping. But uh, it's kind of a cool looking thing. You stack up some counters in there, and I don't know if you get a saw or something and then saw off the corners. It looked like you punch it down, doesn't it? Is there a picture? Thanks, Dave K., by the way, for getting us this information on the counter cutter. It's yeah. posted on the BGG. What's that? Uh, Board Game Geek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Board Game Geek has some information about it. And apparently it works, but I don't know. I don't know. Do we want to spend $20 to try one, Dave? You've got a lot of counters to cut. I'm not corner cutting. You I, are not a I corner. I don't cut corners. He doesn't. <laughs> he goes all the way around. I clip all my corners. I like doing that, but so. I save them. I don't throw them out. I save the corners. I throw out the boxes, <laughs> and I keep the little corners, because I know Joe's going to want those. For what? I don't know, but I know he'll get mad at me if I throw out those corners. <laughs> Someone will always get he's mad gonna at He's going to use them some. Throwing out ASL products. Put them in the birdcage or something. I don't know. It, what well, see, there's a ones. lot of options there. Yeah. Kindling. Um, <laughs> I had a Oh, so you told people where to find a picture of that on just oh, yeah, search you can, eBay. You can go on you can go on eBay and just search C actually you can go on Google and yeah. just search the C four corner cutter and you're gonna get some hits. Bingo. One of which will be on eBay and there you go. If somebody wants to try it out and let us know how it works, that'd be great. And here's an email I thought I'd answer online uh, out loud <laughs> instead of online. Um, from Mark H. Cold Steel Wargame Club of Northeast Alabama. Ooh. So apparently those guys are listening. Thanks so much. Um, says, what do, you, do you know anything about this club? No. Oh, okay. No, I did not research it. I probably should have. But when are we going to maybe in future shows talk more about other clubs and things? I'd like to start doing that maybe, you know, once a show, just to just yeah. mention other clubs. Hey, if you that live are, by Alabama, yeah. contact these guys if you live over here. I, I think it's interesting. People like to know that other people are playing and what they're doing and what they're up to, and especially if they have websites and stuff like that. Well, and he says he stopped playing a few years after squad leader Anvil Duma was looking at returning, so he's been wondering about some things not seen on forums. Do many scenarios call for the maps in the ASL starter kits, Jeff? Well, only starter kit scenarios Correct. call for those maps. Yeah. Right. And would you say those maps are, um, the starter kit maps are starter maps? Are there things on there that are, are the buildings smaller I, I know there aren't any multi-level buildings, I don't think, Correct. in any of the starter kits. But as far as, like, lines of sight and anything like that, are there are there any... It seemed to me the buildings have more space between them. It does seem that uh, way to me, too. shot at more often yeah. going around the city. Yeah. yeah I, I, thought, man, I thought maybe it was just my eyes. I haven't actually no. got out my calipers and measured it. But it looked <laughs> like that. I was playing with, uh, with our friend Tim, and uh, I made a run between some buildings, and I thought, well, there's... I just assumed there wasn't a line of sight, but sure enough, there was. And I thought, man, there's a huge gap between those buildings. you got to watch that in the you starter watch kits. That. Yeah. yeah, I've learned to look for it and catch people all the yeah. time cutting between several buildings. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Also, like Deluxe, you end up with, I think, it seems like wider. In Deluxe Squad Leader? Yeah, the Deluxe boards. We had just played one of those, right? 
And Deluxe, why don't you explain what Deluxe Squad Leader oh. is? Because that's no longer available Correct. for sale. Correct. The first one was Hedgerow. No, the first one was Streets of Flame. I don't know. Streets of Fire. And Streets of Fire. Big box, big boards, lots of space. Designed to play with GHQ 300 scale, maybe, miniatures. So these are so it's squad leader just on bigger boards. Bigger hexes. Larger hexes. And therefore okay. bigger boards. And I actually bought the 300 scale GHQ miniatures, painted them to go with the scenarios because I was that into squad leader. David is a very good painter, by oh, the way, everybody. Well, moderate. Yeah. I hope to get better, but thank you, Abby. He's a, yeah, he's a great painter. You're not going to get better, Dave. You're getting too old. <laughs> That's true. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's true. My eyes and my poor brain. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Um, so <laughs> the larger hexes are great. You don't have to stack you can lay the guys across a hex, three squads oh, across, that's nice. that four is nice. across, yeah. with the gun in front of them, the weapon they're holding next yeah. to them, not on top, with a leader behind or to the left, wherever you want it. And you can use these miniatures, which you don't have to do at all, because I sold all my miniatures on eBay like last year, because I found them all sitting in a sh shelf somewhere, because I just play it with the counters. It's silly to have vehicle miniatures and, you know, the ca cardboard counter. It's squad leader. Unless you're going full miniatures with train set, you know, trees and stuff and yeah, houses. I right. wouldn't bother doing them on a board. Right. It's kind of silly of me, but I got into it for a little, very short while. So the next one was Hedgerow Hell or Hedgerow Heck. Hedgerow. <laughs> and, and it was a You're lot so of Hedgerows. Polite. Yeah. And so, you know, Joe sharing the information on Hedgerows last year, well, those were one of the hardest rules to know last episode. Yeah. And those were some of the hardest <laughs> rules to learn. In fact, they rewrote them in a journal, I think. To clarify it, and yeah. then something else clarified it, and then, you know, here it got two whole pages of rules added. Yeah, it better be so, clear now. Mm -hmm. I think it is. They did a nice job. So that's what Deluxe was. Okay. Great scenarios, though. And why I, didn't they continue with that? You know, I don't get that at all. But, and that's a question for Multiman Publishing. If we ever get a hold, uh, if we ever get one on for an interview. We did know, get an why? email. We did why get an not? email from, was it Keith? Well, that's the big news. <clears throat> Jeff, that was um, I was going nice. to finish this first. Oh, okay. Uh, Let's leave everybody in suspense. If, if I have all my, this is from again, Mark. If I have all my old ASL stuff, so yeah, your starter kit scenarios only use those boards. Right. Uh, if I have all my old squad leader stuff, how much carryover might I see into using some of them into ASL? You will see a lot. The boards one through four used a lot, you know, and the, some of the other boards used quite a bit. So I would say keep counters those boards. As, counters as well? No, counters. I only okay. use them extras like I use the smoke or the ah. uh, wrecks for stuff once in a while. Um, they have a few that will be usable, and then the rest you really won't need. The um, wrecks? Oh, the wrecks. They actually had With little a w. red counters. Yeah, w. I'm thinking Tyrannosaurus Rex. rex. Oh, yes, when he attacks. <laughs> It's horrible. It's horrible. That's mostly in the Japanese scenarios, I think. Correct. Yeah, yeah you won't find yeah, in Tokyo. Sorry to all of our Japanese listeners. Um, okay. So, yeah, keep your old S squad leader stuff. In fact, I, I had bought, like, the first game just to get the boards one through four when I started in with Beyond Valor. You, and he asks, um, I would love to get, and you can't use the scenarios, though, but they've redone a lot of them in the old right. annual. Right, like Tractor Works and uh, yeah. some of those. Yeah, yeah quite a few of them. I wish they'd yeah. do them all, but uh, I would love to get the counters from ASL Starter Kit. 
but want to know how much service I would get out of them in the long run with full version ASL, you, you'd probably get a lot. Yeah, I mean the counters are totally, they're the 100% same, hundred percent the same as regular as full blown squad leader. Yeah, so, and it yeah. gives you counters. You lose some, who cares? You got these extras. Right. I took mine and made them into an extra. Um, tray for guests who come over. Mm -hmm. So I have an extra tray now of Germans for my guests. So you could use them. Yeah. So I would recommend. I guess I recommend anything, squad leader. Yeah, I'm get it just all. A, get it all. I'm just. Oh, I have. I have to. I have a problem, Jeff. I need to go get help. <laughs> I. Is this got squad leader on it? I'll you buy gotta it. have it. I gotta have it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Although I did break that extra product non-official product habit yes but i'm thinking of going back now not to say that those products that's there's, there's, yeah you know i've been thinking about it more and more not to Correct. say there's anything wrong with those products at all but just there's only so much time in our lifetimes and money but yeah i am thinking about picking up something from an extra company again and i yeah. do have more i haven't played yet well even money isn't that bad you know if you stop taking your wife to dinner that, you can afford more <laughs> squad leader stuff that is true yeah so he also would like a segment on tactics on gliders. We'll get to it within the oh, next year. Oh, that would be good. Year, maybe, I, would, I would like that That's as well. pretty advanced. A lot of guys would never even play those rules. They don't. They just won't bother with the glider nope. stuff? Gliders, not going to play it. Parachutists, not going to play it. You know, I remember someone said, well, the parachutists just get shot at when they're coming down. Well, yeah, that's what's fun about it. Yeah, I think that would be kind of cool. You know, yeah. It's like the longest day. I guess it depends. Sleds, wagons, other transport options. Yeah. Again, very, very obscure, but yeah. we can get to it. And I take mines versus demo Segways. Is there rules for segway? Sled, sledges? No, segways. You know those two wheel things you stand on and you. <laughs> are there are that? Thought, Okay, I can cut this I part out. I thought you wanted to segway. No. Yeah. <laughs> From this letter to another letter. <laughs> A segue? Am I supposed to segue? Yeah, I should, rules I should for take segues. your picture when your face looks that blank. You should. You should. <laughs> My favorite photo, squad leader players. Keep a camera handy, and when your opponent is sitting there with his hands, his head between his hands, you know, like this. I know you can't see me. He put the you know, he puts his head between his hands, and he's just sitting there staring at the board. Not unsure of what to do. I love to grab the camera and take a picture. That's of that. a photo moment. I actually have yeah. several different people in the same pose, <laughs> and you can catch me in that pose a lot too. By the way, um, non-turreted armor fighting vehicles versus turreted. Okay, that's some great ideas. We'll try and get to those. Yes, there's plenty of uh, time. No more mail, Jeff. Episode 100. No. Uh, no. How about news? That's it. And that's the way it was. This in from BBC News. Now, oh, do you have some news? You have some news. I do have some news from the Multiman Publishing website. Mm -hmm. And it says, at this time, Multiman Publishing has no plans to reprint back issues of Operations Magazine. This has led to a few starter kit scenarios being out of print. So they've posted these online. S7 was from Operations Magazine 46, which is a right. magazine about all their games, not just Squad Leader. It kind of replaced the old General magazine. Okay. okay. And because Starter Kit 1 comes with 1 through 6 uh -huh. scenarios. And then 2 came so with. episode, or um, Scenario 7 and 8 came with this. Magazine. Uh, the magazine, okay. Yeah, so I bought Starter Kit 2. And I picked up with scenario nine. Yeah. Do you know how long I spent? Oh, I know. Me too. Looking for 
I called scenario. Joe. I just called Joe. Joe, do you have my my uh, scenario? I'm going to keep calling it episodes for some reason. You can smack me, but yeah, Joe, do you have my uh, scenario seven and eight? No, I, I don't have it. I must have left it at your yeah, house. Yeah, I must have left it at your house. Yeah, I'm looking all over. Yeah. Wow, seven, eight. I don't remember these. Where where did those go? Yeah. And then, you know, I don't remember an announcement in there. Oh, you can get these from the magazine. From the magazine, so yeah. I went and ordered them because it's Squad Leader. Right. Yeah, I have you have it. To order it. <laughs> <laughs> and S18 is up now from 49. That's out of print. And S19, which I don't have, from Operations 50, Purple Heart Lane. So mm. I guess I'll get those to play with my beginner friends. So you're saying these they're posting these for free on their website? Yes, and it says they're for personal use only. Please do not distribute them, but rather recommend people come and download them for themselves. Okay. I so think. if you wanted the, if you want these scenarios, go to the Multiman Publishing website and uh-huh. and find them. Yeah, under news, and oh, uh, then click. That's on where I put them. Download it. <laughs> well, their layout's a, a little. Yeah, they're, they, sometimes yeah, they can't find things I'm yeah, looking for. Me neither, but it's okay. But speaking Doesn't of MMP, long. yeah, who contacted us, Jeff, with an email? Well, I'll tell you who contacted us. Multi Oh wow! And we were quite surprised. And what did you first think, Jeff, when you read the email? Uh, well, I thought we were in trouble. Me too. <laughs> I don't know why. Because <laughs> it said I don't know why he said, um, "Hey." It's Keith at MMP. Contact me. Oh, yeah. It was real ominous. Yeah. Like, uh, nice Oops. podcast, yeah. uh, anything you got else to say? And then I think you wrote a lovely response back. Yeah, I don't know what I said, but... I thought it was a little too kowtow-y. <laughs> it wasn't kowtow. <laughs> coward. I, I don't know. I just said I, I hope he was enjoying yeah. the podcast, except for the parts where we... Because we give him a hard time yes. sometimes. Yes, exactly know? right. We have some we have some gripes. But. Yes. And I came back with just a, hey, great to hear from you. Yeah. Um, uh, we'd like an interview. And he came back with, yeah, uh, we might be interested in an interview. Yeah. And here's an attachment for Dave. Oh, yes. Wasn't that great? That was great. And I opened the attachment. Yeah. And guess what, everyone? It was... Was this was my a, name on a counter? On a counter, a six plus one <laughs> liter. <laughs> Stop laughing. Is there such thing in the German uh, OB uh, orders of battle? Yes, uh, a six plus one. There yes. is, other than you, like one or two. Okay, well, so you're not so alone. I'm the third. <laughs> you're not alone. So you're in the minority. And I emailed them back and said, yeah. and I was actually kind of thinking, yeah, oh, so. you know, an eight neg one. So I emailed them back and said, well, I was kind of hoping for at least an eight neg one yeah. or something, but yeah, yeah. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> and he said, yeah, that's for giving us a hard time. Yeah. yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was very nice. It was brilliant. Yeah. But it was nice to hear from them, and uh, I think we will have an interview with them. Boy, I'm sure hoping so. Coming up. Um, yeah, so, yeah, looking forward to it. So thanks, yeah. MMP, yes. for answering our pathetic call. That's right. <laughs> Very nice. All right, that ends our mail segment. Boy, that was a long one. Oh, well, yeah, we're let's trying wrap to make up it the short, show. But, all right, okay, we'll see you next done. time. Yeah, bye, everybody. No, you know, we, some people have said it's too long in the mail. but Welcome to the mail show. It's, it's all show man, about answering your show. mail. The man show. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. And these, you yeah. know, it's some good points people make. Yes, um, it is. And... Good topics. So, that gets us to a few comments I had on a past show. Number seven. Oh, I crossed it out. Never mind. Oh, we mentioned Hollywood's version of 
World War II with Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers, right. Yep. And I noticed something. In school, I teach a lesson with a, a clips from Sergeant York, a 1941 mm-hmm. or two Gary war Cooper. film. Yes. And then we contrast that with uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Ah. And mm-hmm. folks, those are two real different Hollywood versions of war. And I just thought I'd point that out. That, yeah. You know, we mentioned Hollywood's version. Yeah. Well, what was that version? Right. But that's a whole topic for someone else's show. Yes. But I just wanted to share that. If you compare those two films, The View of War... Of course, one was made between the two wars, World War One and Two. The other was made during World War Two, so you can't show it as grimly. Yes, that's as, right. Right? Yeah. All Quiet was much grimmer. Who's coming down? That's Charlie. Hi, hey, Charlie. Charlie. He's a wonder dog. The wonder dog. Look at that. He's, he's got uh, bacon or something, and he's not sharing. He, Jeff, that's like a human bony hand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the marrow. <laughs> Sorry. It's his favorite um, part. Comments on number nine. What is in an action pack? Someone asked, and we never really answered it. What's in an action pack? What's in really? an action pack? Uh, we kind of mentioned a few things, and then and Joe said, well, it's it's about the boards. It has boards, and it's unique. So people can't just pirate it, um, which you shouldn't be pirating products anyway. And I guess an action pack, really, the thorough answer is it takes a particular battle um, or series of battles in a theater of the war and gives it a lot of treatment with a lot of scenarios and so on. Right. right? Yeah, and I'd actually, say that's right. Yep. Like the last one was the Normandy. Before that was the Italians fighting the Soviets in that right. front. yes. Stuff, you know, and there's a lot with it. Although the first action packs, I don't think were like that. I think they were just a bunch of scenarios and some boards. So in that regard, boards and some nice charts. That was when the first uh, OBA chart came out. I think was right, Action yeah. Pack One, which was which is an amazing thing, which they've now incorporated into the rules. Yeah, I don't know who came up with that, but right. Oh, it was so needed, yeah. as well as an over uh, overrun. I think chart. Uh, yes, come out I think the next so. One. I think so. Um, but anyway, that's a little more of an answer. And Joe mentioned putting that German tank and P four hex. Yeah. All down. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you do when you're the Americans and you have Sherman tanks against that? Smoke. Exactly. Uh-huh. I don't think we mentioned that at all. You and smoke that position. That. Yeah, and you take him out, out from behind that wall. Or he shoots out of the smoke at a plus four. <sighs> Although I checked the tanks on that, I think only a few of them could have smoke. And it was a low number. But you, you got to mention, throw smoke in that scenario, folks. Yeah. That seems like an advanced tactic to me. Because you just want to shoot at each other with tanks. Right. But it's not that advanced, right? Yeah. No, it's not. Okay. So that's a few comments. And now... And now... Say it again. What's in the bag? What's in the the bag? bag. Okay. Well, I don't know. What's in the bag? Well, look. It's Operations Magazine. Where did you get that? The Wargaming Journal. And it's um, Iwo Jima, Rage Against the Marines. It's got a whole game in it. It is a special edition, summer 2008. Wow. Why? That is a nice bag. Do you like it? Yeah. It's a very good bag. It's a very nice, clear Mylar bag. And I got it. The dog looked my knees. You can get like three whole pieces of pizza in this bag. You could. No. But look at this. It has... When um, did you get this, anyway? From Multiman Publishing. No, I know where, but... Uh, oh. But when? Uh, I don't remember. A couple weeks ago. This is beautiful. Ago. This is beautiful. And it costs... Uh, $40 with shipping was like maybe 46 48 Okay. 
Now, so the this question is, is this what it, so what is this exactly? Well, Operations Magazine. Right. Yeah. It comes with a game called Iwo Jima Rage Against the Marines, which is a different series. It's not Squad Leader, but it's got counters and a board. So there's a everything. complete game in the bag. Correct. Yeah. It has some articles on their other games, which they I don't even know what they call them. International game series, MMP non-series games and stuff. So it's not much for Squad Leader. So why did I buy this? Because everyone else was buying it that I knew, hmm. and they wanted one thing in it. Well, a couple things. What it's got for squad leader players is this board, Jeff. You want oh, okay. to take a look at that? Tell us what you see. In addition to that board, it has an article about the Valor of the Guards. Short little article, what you can expect in Valor. It has a article about a starter kit scenario and analysis of ripples on the pond by brian Youse, and it has a ripples on the pond scenario in it s30 mm -hmm. and s31 going to new york starter kit scenario and going to new york is the name of the yeah who scenario? went to new york during the war um i ha I'll have to look at this closer marilyn monroe maybe i don't know well, this and, is a very this is a great map, great yeah. map board they give you. They give you a map board here of Singling, France, sixth of December, nineteen forty-four, the eleventh Panzer Division against the American Fourth Armored Division. This is a great map, isn't it? Nice. It's got a what one level up, a town. Yeah, uh, great town, town on a hill. A Singling and orchard, or is that vineyards? Looks like orchard. Uh, has some special rules with it, a few, I think. Well, I shouldn't say that. It has definitely uh, two... I see. I thought the guy said it had three games you'd play in a row. A mini campaign game. Mm -hmm. But it, it certainly does have Abrams Charge SG-1, Singling 1, Germans, Americans, and SG-2, Fitzgerald's Fire. And I didn't see a third one in there. I think we should play this. Well... We're playing it at Joe's on the 25th is all day day, but I think I'm playing with my friend Jim. Okay, I'm just going to stay home and... Uh, no, you have to go to Joe's. And be, and be lonely. No, on the 25th of... Next month, this month, October. No, next month, October. Of next month, of October. Oh, yes, I'm going to be there. Okay, Okay. we got to get matches up, set yeah. up soon. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, oh, maybe this, someone this else... This looks like a lot of fun. You know, Joe has this, but he'll be playing that Mega Valor the other, Guards right. game again. Yeah. And um, maybe we can find a partner for you, and you, we can yeah. put them up side by side. Oh, by us. the way, everybody, Joe and I have decided to strike our uh, Tarawa game. You did already. It's gone. Oh, you took it we're all down. taking it down. I thought, oh, you were taking a break before? Yeah, we were taking a break before, and we've decided to just uh, take it down and do something. Do, do, do something else for a while. But I think that what we're going to do... And uh, Joe, especially since he's had some experience now with Valor the Guards, where they're playing teams of two, <clears throat> thing, makes things move along much quicker. We're going to go back to it when we can have uh, teams, two teams of two. So well, I which might is be fine. up for that later. Which is fine. Or certainly maybe we could play one of these big scenarios for Valor the Guards. Valor the Guards scenario 18 comes in this magazine also. Central Stalingrad, 10 turns. Um, 23 German squads, couple tanks. So it's a fairly large game played in the center of the Valor of the Guards board. 
So you get that scenario, the singling scenarios, a couple starter kit scenarios in this game as well as this this Ujima thing with game all this and stuff. That I wonder how many people you know. There's so much of this stuff out there. Yeah. I'm always amazed at, at like, uh, the Strategy and Tactics magazine, which comes with a complete game in every yeah. issue. Mm -hmm. Do people really play those? They do. They That's do. amazing. I don't know how many people, but... Well, this is great. I mean, just the fact that you got some really good scenarios. you got a great map board here for Singling France. So how much was all this? It was 46 So that's $46. quite a bit, you know. It's almost like a whole... Um, squad leader games, some of the smaller games. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure, but with the prices going up. Anyway, it is squad leader, so I had to buy it. I had to buy it. And you, I always compare um, when I'm buying games, compare it to the price of seeing a movie or something like that. You go to the movies now, two people, you know, take your wife to the movies, and it's like 30 bucks. And if you take your girlfriend to the movies, it's even more. Correct, but yeah. I take Lord of the Two Dollar Theater, Buffalo oh. Grove. So yeah. we're cheap dates. Wear a raincoat oh. when you go in there. <laughs> the um, oh that theater. The yes. Yeah. So well, that's cool. But your point stands. If you're gonna spend how many hours playing that ten turn Valor of the Guards, it's gonna be two nights, three nights. Yeah. Setting up is a night. Reading. A lot of good fun. Right, and the singling's gonna take many more hours. So you're right. gonna get you know, two dollars an hour. By that's the time, right, or less. It's money well spent, I think. Probably. Very good investment. Right. <clears throat> and now, what's next? Oh, strategy. Good, good, good. Do you have That's any for right. us? Do you have any for us, Jeff? No. Oh, okay. White brought some. That's good. Here's some here. basic starting hints, everybody. One, be aggressive. Yeah. That's Attack. A good one. Yeah. Were you aggressive mm -hmm. enough in that last game we played? No. And the thing I always forget is that I will not actually be shot at. It's just a game. Oh, you mean it's just cardboard people? Yeah, it's just cardboard people. <laughs> it won't really be you. Yeah. Yeah, it won't really need, be me. You need to be aggressive. But you, do have, you do have to be aggressive. It's too easy to sit back and prep too many turns. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, and you, you can only, you know, maybe do it once, but you really need to, if if you're If you have objectives on the board where you've got to get somewhere, you've got to clean guys out or you've got to find something i mean you got to get going you, you got to be moving you right. shouldn't be prep firing right there's ways to help you cross that street but that's not what we're talking about right now we're just talking about just being aggressive yeah. get go for crossing the street yeah and i mentioned my friend jim uh p jim p's run across a street with a nine egg two liter and a squad and he ran through a bunch of first fires and subsequent fires much like Steve had done against me, very aggressive to take the last building. I never expected him to win, but he did. Uh, our friend Don had come to our club, and he played against Dave, and he lost. And when he left, one of the first things Dave said was, you know, he's, he just wasn't quite aggressive enough. And Don's, you know, just learning the game now. And I mentioned Steve's win before against me by being aggressive. But, of course, then, can you be too aggressive sometimes? Well, I'm sure. I'm sure you can. Yeah, especially don't get your tanks out ahead of your infantry if the enemy has Panzerfausts or bazookas. Mm. Now, it's funny you should say that because I'm just playing uh, Joe and I started uh, Take a Bath, which is from the, which is a scenario that's not an act. We weren't taking a bath, but the scenario is called Take a Bath. It's uh, from Action Pack 4, Normandy, uh, scenario number 36 in which Joe is playing the Germans. He starts totally with hidden initial placement. 
and I have to bring the Americans on and run the gauntlet of uh, really I need to clear out some Germans and or um, move some units off the end of the board in order to get my victory points. So throwing some tanks out in front, a couple of Panzerfaust popped up where I course I didn't know where he was because he was he had hidden initial hidden, placement always dangerous and he took out two tanks very quickly well, yeah whereas if you'd screened with infantry they yeah. moved into those hexes first even if they might have got shot in the open ground right save a tank so I'm wondering if I should have um, oh. yeah I'm wondering if I should have deployed my troops some which Correct. means uh, splitting my full squads into half squads and ran them up yeah then you can have extra guys to search around or, right. or move into, into areas to look. Yeah. So you want to be aggressive, but of course not too, and that's a fine line yeah. there. Um, certainly near the end game, you got to be real aggressive if you haven't moved far enough. Yeah, You want to definitely know the victory conditions. I think we mentioned this before. Can't stress it enough, though. And one thing that I didn't, uh, going back to take a bath, one thing that I didn't do, it said I have to accumulate 40 victory points in order to win. I think Joe does also. One thing I haven't done is actually added up what exactly that means. Like, what are the victory points? I mean, that would how be much, very, <laughs> that would be very worthwhile. You mean like how, 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 how many how many vehicles or troops of his do yeah. I need? Um, squads of his do I need to DM or whatever? Right. Um, and how many of my own vehicles and squads do I need to get off the end of the board to get to forty victory points? I haven't done that yet. That's that's one of those things that I should have done first. It's the same way kind of as uh, looking at the board and seeing how far you have to go and how many movement points and movement factors it'll take to get to your objectives. Right, good so. point. Also, when you're looking at a board and you have to take victory hexes, yes. so many points of buildings, Right. you need to plan out which buildings you want to take yeah. and how many points they're worth. So you can realize, if I have to catch, if I have to take over five of seven, which five are you going to go for? And good players, I think, actually choose them and go for them. They don't randomly start attacking like I used to do. Randomly start attacking and see where I break through and then go there. Now, you got to be flexible. Yeah. To, if you do get a strange breakthrough, you rolled snakes on a killer stack, all of them broke, and suddenly a whole flank opened up, well, then maybe shift your plan. So you want to be flexible in your plan, but you want to have a plan. And the plan would be to initially say, I have to take five of seven houses. I'm taking these five. On this side, I'll pretend I might want those, but I don't even care if I ever get them, and, and make him think I might want them. Yeah, good. So know what you want to do. It's have a plan for your game. Also, what do you do when guys are broken, Jeff? Kill them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Take a hammer and smash those little counters. Put them on the C4 cutter. <laughs> Cut them in half. Cut them up. Line them up. In the wrong way. Cut them, up and cut them No, yeah, you want to keep them broken. You want to oh. kill them. And when I first started this game, I'm like... Well, you didn't say who. So you mean when the enemy troops are broken? Yes, the enemy troops, you want to keep yours. them. Yeah, you want to keep them broken, obviously. <laughs> right. Well, you didn't say who. You're right. It could have been your squad. It could be. Then you want to rally them. I want to run. Run away and rally. Run away. Yeah, I want to rain rally. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, rally I do. But when I started playing, it was like, I, you know, I'd break all these guys. And they'd route away, and then they'd come back, and I'd be like, "I don't like this game. Yeah, no one dies. I yeah. want to, you know, I was used to maybe miniatures games where mm -hmm. when you fire into units, they take little hits, and you mark off casualty caps 
right and take off figures remove a stand right away breaking was in a lot of the rules but there were also casualties you could see going away so i'm playing squad leader and i'm hitting all these guys and they're just breaking and moving back and i'm like moving what? back and then rallying and yes yeah, so what, what do you have to do to win this game yeah. you know um so i learned of course by people doing it to me was when i had broken guys that even if, even if you can move a half squad Use your half squads for yeah. this, right? Run them around a little corner. Just get that little line of sight down the hex uh, sides between mm -hmm. the trees and plink a shot at them. You ha I think you have to have enough of a shot to cause a pin-task check. Right. Double-check the rules maybe, but That's um, right. if and you've got will, enough to do a PTC, that'll you, don't have to, again. Yeah, you don't have to get a PTC. You just have to take the shot at them. Right. So... Hit the broken guys. It keeps them under DM. It's hard to rally with that plus four on you. Yes, it is. Okay, but the case when you do not shoot at broken guys. When you do not shoot at broken guys. Um, no. Well, I suppose you wouldn't want the, the times when you wouldn't want to shoot at somebody is if you got a chance of rolling for a sniper, rolling a sniper roll. Yeah, probably if it's a very high uh, chance and yeah. you don't need to DM and that if you unit don't need to win. To. Yeah, don't bother. Don't bother. But the worst thing happened to me. My friend Gary was up on a trench line up on a hill, and I had broken his units up there, and I moved up next to him. And I think I mentioned this on another show. I shot an advancing fire, and he rolled snakes, and they rallied up. And, I, and, I had, and then he was the last one in the hex, so I had to jump in close combat and kill him to win, and I, and I failed. So I had the game won. I should not have fired at him in advancing fire phase, and then he would have routed off the hill, and I would have won. Seems like a lot of games are won or lost in the last turn. Round, which makes for it's amazing. a tight game and a fun I mean, yeah. game, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then another basic tactic or hint is simply when they're broken, you can eliminate them by, by what? How do you eliminate them when they're broken? Uh, well, if you can encircle them, mm -hmm. there's nowhere for them to route. Right. There's failure to route, they're eliminated. Right. Look at those rules closely, folks, and don't forget to use it. And again, that was all done to me. <laughs> why is he moving that vehicle around in the back by itself? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah. He's, my guys can't route. I'm going to be eliminated for failure to route. And we'll go into route rules on a later show. Yeah. But today, we thought we'd look at... Uh, oh, a sniper's report. How about that? Oh, you've got a sniper's report. I wrote up a little sniper's report. As you had said you didn't like snipers in a previous show. Well, I didn't really feel like the application was very realistic. It re doesn't seem realistic to me. Okay. Like the guy is just a ghost. It's just like a, a ghost guy and you, you get to take a free shot once in a while. And it, it's totally autonomous from the rest of the game, it seems to me. Right, and as we mentioned, you know, and maybe to, that's how snipers are. Well, they're they're yeah, they're not under the control of the general commander. Yeah, right. They go out on their own, and where they go, you don't you don't control. Yeah, no. So I yeah. think that was part of the deal. Yeah, uh, I remember they had reasons for changing it from the original squad leader system. How did they change it? To being random, you used to actually move your sniper around. Oh. on the board, and that's what I've been told, and they had reasons for changing that. So, um, so advice for sniper use. When you're playing your opponent, you want to kill his sniper. Do you know any way that you could do that? 
I actually don't know how you could kill his I'll, sniper. I'll give you two ways. You can kill a sniper? I No, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I probably know, but... You can lower the sniper number. This is, I guess, advanced tactics for everybody out there. You move your sniper closer to his. Uh-huh. So when you roll a sniper attack, a one or a two, right? A yeah. one is pretty deadly. You can kill a leader, break a squad. Right. A two may wound a leader, which can also be deadly, because then they roll for... Five or six, and they're dead. But if you choose, a two's only going to pin a squad. Often, I don't care about pinning a squad. Yeah. So I want to then move my sniper on that two and not take the shot. Okay. So you can choose to reposition it on an, uh, on an effective sniper roll. So then you can move it toward his sniper. Mm -hmm. Snipers can select other snipers as targets, and for years we did played it without ever knowing that. Oh. So when you hit his other sniper... Um, you can reduce his sniper number from a four, sniper activation number four, okay. down, down to a to three, three, down to a two. And I, I believe if it hits a one, then it's ineffective for the whole game. Wow. Um, the minus, How often can that happen? You can do it, especially if they start with a low sniper number. But then yeah. you're probably not as worried about it anymore. A lot of them are three. Sniper yeah. numbers are three to start. So. Yeah, okay. but, but again, consider that. Consider yeah. moving your sniper. Mm. Of course, you can move it toward his 10-8-2 leader also, which is always very tempting. Right. But it is an option. The negative to this is his sniper can also then do what to your sniper? Same thing, I same would imagine. Thing. So if his sniper goes off and hits you, yeah. you've got the same problem. Um, All right, well, I'm a little uncomfortable unclear about how you move a sniper anyway i thought the movement was controlled by the random roll by the random roll yeah this is repositioning so okay so um let's take a look at the rule prior to the start of play each player defender first which i used to think didn't matter but i guess it does because if i can place my sniper by his sniper i might get the, if i want that then he has oh. to place his first defender first Places one friendly sniper counter in an unoccupied hex within six hexes of greater than or equal to six enemy occupied uh, hexes if possible. So you place your snipers, then thereafter it may may be repositioned. Okay. Meaning lifted up and moved. Not, yes. Not rolled for random movement. Now I knew I knew you could I knew you could lift them up and move them, but uh, and move them, but I my understanding was that if a sniper was rolled. Sniper roll came up, you could elect to just then move him instead of shoot. But read me what the that, rules... Yeah, I think that is what you're... Th correct. Oh, so okay. thereafter, it may be repositioned by the sniper player mm -hmm. with the same requirements of within six hexes of six okay. enemy. Um, lost my place. If he forfeits an effective sniper attack die roll, a one or two. Right? Yeah. So you roll, oh, it's a sniper check. Right. I roll one or two, Yeah. and I say, stop, I'm not going to take the check. Inst so instead of taking a see... shot at, yeah. at a squad or a leader, you say, I'm going to move. Right, or right. other targets. Right. Or other targets, So yeah. prior to selecting the hex for that forfeited yeah. sniper attack, that means prior to the random die roll. Okay. Okay, this is legalese. This is squad leader legalese, and this is why it drives me nuts, but... Um, prior to selecting the hex for that forfeited sniper attack, that means don't roll random location. Yeah. Just roll one or two and go, ah, sniper hit somebody, but no, I'm just going to reposition him. Okay. So you lift him right up and move him wherever you want him. And you can By move him any, anywhere. Yeah, within the 
But it's got to be within six hexes of six, six hexes friendly of six. or enemy counters. Now, what if there? Moment. What if there aren't? What if there well, are only five? Of course, they covered that too. Oh, okay. Um, if this is not possible, it must be placed in an unoccupied hex within six hexes of greater than or equal to five enemy occupied hexes, oh, okay. etc. So you keep going down, I suppose. Okay. Although it doesn't specifically say that there. So there, there. That is how you reposition them. Yeah, and again, I didn't know that for a long time because you're more concerned about. Oh, it's a snipe. I just gotta watch for my sniper check. Right. And if I remember to see it, and then I remember to roll a one or two. I gotta right. remember what a one or two does. I'm right. more concerned with that yeah. than with strategically playing my sniper. Right. But you can actually strategically play your sniper. So that's what you were worried about. Still, and I'm trying to picture this in my head. I guess I'm gonna have to. I'm really gonna have to pay attention on this uh, when I play Joe next week or next time I play. Can I get close enough to his sniper? Now, you can't always, I would imagine, get it close enough to his because right. he's working under the same constraints because he's got to be within six, six hexes of, of six of my squads or yeah. leaders. Right. So it's it's somewhat limited, but okay. you got but it an is option. But it is possible. Right. To go from not knowing you can pick them up and move them. Well, and if there's anything that I've learned in squad leader, it's that a lot of these, ugh, a lot of these very small, seemingly insignificant roles can play a big part. Exactly right. I learned that very early on because just looking at something like, like smoke or something that would only affect a die roll by one, mm-hmm. I would think, oh, you know, what's what's the big deal? You know, shooting through an orchard. Uh, or something, you know, where it's only going to affect the die roll by one. Makes a difference. Cancels open ground. Yep. And, you know, and then the, some add a plus one. As well as canceling open ground, so that's a, a net gain of two. Right, it yep. does make a difference. Yeah. So that is one way to kill his sniper. Another way to kill a sniper. You know what it is? AIDS? <laughs> you have to no. infect them with AIDS. With the HIV. No, let me think. Um, if the no. He I fires into a know. stack of guys who haven't fired yet. Why can't they shoot back at him? In a real war. Yeah. A sniper hits a bunch of guys sitting in the street or yeah. wherever. And they haven't, yeah. They all start firing in the direction, don't they? They always, uh, they, <laughs> they do in the movie. In and the that's movies. what I'd be doing. Yeah. Where'd that come I'd from? I don't know. Just start shooting. shooting. Yeah, I'm thinking of, uh, right now I'm thinking of, uh, of uh, Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. There was a great sniper sequence with that yeah, girl. Yeah, toward the end of the movie. That girl sniper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and she dies slowly at the end. You know what's amazing it's about powerful. that movie, if I can uh, digress for you a moment? May. I guess, uh, if reviews. I remember this, St- Stanley Kubrick mm-hmm. at that time did not was not a traveling guy. He wanted to stay in England. Oh. And that entire movie was filmed, I believe, in the British Isles. And um, so those sequences there at the end where they're, where they're going to that, that town was all filmed in England. Uh, they brought in a bunch of palm trees and did it up, and it was absolutely amazing. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to watch it again. Yeah. It's a great film. Yeah, it's a great film. I have it here if you want to borrow it. I, I do. Okay. <laughs> Done deal. Okay. Done deal. Um, anyway, what's the other way to kill a sniper? So, when you shoot at a bunch of guys. so I'll just Okay, read, so you shoot at a bunch of guys. I'll read the rule. <laughs> is, is that what it says in the <laughs> rule book? If you shoot at a bunch of guys, they're going to shoot back. That We're translating this in, <laughs> out of legalese I, to common language. I think we should. We are. Okay, That's the only on. way you're going to understand this stuff. <laughs> sniper check. After resolving an effective sniper attack, die roll of one or two. Yeah. And he unpinned, not and here back to legalese. Yeah. Unpinned. Non-TI, armed, good order, infantry, cab unit, in the target location, 
which has not yet which has not yet fired, fired. moved during the player turn may attempt to eliminate the sniper. Oh wow. So, how do you remember this? They can't have any kind of red counter on them, pin, TI. No pin or TI. Okay. okay. Of course no they have to be armed. Right. They can't be prisoners. <clears throat> Who's not armed? Yeah. Uh, prisoners, right? Uh, it has to be a good order. Yeah. So not broken. Of course. And not pinned. That's not good order. Uh, in in melee is not good order, right? Uh, uh, we should probably look it up. Oh yeah, I don't know. This is why I don't people know don't about think that. I have any experience. Yeah. Um. But good order. Good order. CX and is still good order, isn't it? If you're CX, yes. you're still good order. I think okay. so. And they have not fired because if they already sh- now, that's one I, I question. But so if they've got a prep fire, first fire, first fire final fire, they've already fired in the turn, yeah. player turn. So I guess think of it as they're too busy shooting somewhere else to worry about the sniper. Okay. Okay, and I question mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I would think some guys would whip around and fire, but you no, know, it makes some sense. Okay, yeah. just remember it that way. Right. They're already shooting. They can't worry about the sniper. Right. They have a target to worry they're, about. Yeah, they're doing something threatening. else. Because right. the, the game turns are only two minutes long. That's, so. Yeah, so it would yeah. go fast. Okay. So imagine it that way, and they have, could not have also moved during the player turn. Well, okay. So they can't do any other action that would consume their turn, like firing, prepping, or moving, or anything like that. Okay. You just got to remember it. All right. So hmm. then they can hmm. attempt to eliminate the sniper. How? They make a sniper check die roll with the handy-dandy sniper check chart which again i i always say folks read the charts take them to the bathroom with you <laughs> read them there's yeah. stuff in there i don't even read them take I them mean, on the train take them in the car actually they're good no, the charts are good to read in the no well, not you while can't you're driving do that. no no not while you're driving oh, okay. i mean at a light i i've tried taking the rules oh, with sure. me to read at a stoplight nothing makes us a light turn green faster than 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 reading into the rules a little bit. Yeah, but if you, you get... take the charts with you in the car, you can get through a line of the charts. You know what? You're absolutely. You know what? You're right. You are right. It's yeah. a quick thing to glance down at your yeah. seat, and and you can read the whole sniper check chart in probably one light, which right. is about. Or in a meeting, at, a, at with your, uh, like in your staff. No, meeting. no, no, no! Don't do that. Oh. Did I tell you what happened to me? No. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. No. Yeah, I was what? reading my charts at a, at a school meeting. <laughs> And the principal tore up the charts. No. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> you can't fire me. I'm tenured. Yeah. <laughs> so a sniper check. So so what is so you consult the sniper chart? Yeah, which I guess I'll continue with the rule, and we'll do so. Uh, attempt to eliminate the sniper. They will do that on a sniper check die roll less than or equal to two. Oh, gee. How, what are the odds of that? It's not even worth doing, but I guess it is. Here's the question. I, I, okay, die roll less than or equal to two. Two dice. Two dice? Two That's dice. That's a capital, capital DR? DR. Two How do you dice. get less than Well, two. you have modifiers. Oh, okay. So, but but again, this is, this is so you why people roll, don't you take snake snake projects. Dice. Okay. But, but it, is there some risk to I, taking it? No. Okay. You, There's I, no I, risk, so you no. may as well. Right, if you have nothing else to do. So if you know it's near the end of the fire phase, they're not yeah. going to be defensive firing at anybody. Oh. Their prep's gone. Because if they, they take this prep. check, do they get marked? Well, remember, they can't do it if they've already... Right. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. They can't do it if they've already fired. So is this considered a fire, and then they get well, do they get marked? You know what? I guess I don't know. We'll have to read on. Uh-oh. <laughs> so um, all eligible participating units become TI. There you go. 
You are oh, okay. And must make one combined sniper check die roll. So that's the penalty. Okay. So I, yeah, I always ask myself, what else are these guys going to do this, this right. turn? Right. Nothing? Well, I'm taking the sniper check. It's, right. it's a free shot. Yeah. So the die roll modifiers, of course, is leadership. Oh, okay. Sure. Why not? Hero. Okay. And each participate. this is the good part, each participating crew or half squad equivalent. So that means a squad has a neg. How many? Each participating half squad. Uh, two. Yeah, neg two for one squad. For a squad. And if he's got a neg one leader with him, it's neg three. So oh. a five or less will come up with, yeah. a, with a check on him. And, you know, again, add another squad in there, it's neg five. Oh, with yeah. The leader, or neg two for each one. I have never done that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise Snap me. But checks. Do you do this? No. Okay. <laughs> I always forget. <laughs> All I do is go, dang, you, yeah. you hit my group. Yeah. Darn you. Yeah. And okay, now I'm going to move. I'm going to continue my game. Ah, no. This is very good. I've done it like probably six times. Of course, it doesn't come up much, yeah. it seems like. But again, I'm probably forgetting a lot of the time. Yeah. How do you remember all that stuff? Well, the really good players do. That's yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. A sniper check or attack versus a sniper, which eliminates a sniper, reduces that side sniper activation by one for the duration of the scenario. So if you roll a one... Or no, if you get if you get a so successful get it, sniper check, lowers his sniper number. Uh huh. And mark okay. the new sniper activation number on the aid card. Yeah. If it's reduced to one, remove it, the sniper target selection counter from the game. So he's so gone. You get the one so he's if you go down to one, he's so gone. You can get rid of a sniper totally in a the game. There we go. Right. Have wow. your sniper hit him once for a one. Yeah. Lowers him. If your sniper hits him for a two, it pins him for the turn. Not as great. Because they Still, don't come up much yeah. better than nothing. Yeah. But a one reduces his number. Then you do a sniper check on him, lower him again. That three sniper number is gone off the board. So there you go. There we go. That's, that's pretty a, advanced that's, tactics, so advanced that I don't even use it. That's um, good stuff. It's good to know. A little more on snipers. Don't take small shots with a high sniper activation number. I think you mentioned yeah. that earlier tonight. Right. Right? I thought we'd look at new targets rule 14.22. That's all right with you? Yes. 14.22. Oh, not new targets, non targets. <laughs> I can't read your own writing. It's teeny and squiggly. It is, it's very small. It's very teeny. Yeah. All units are eligible for sniper, are eligible sniper targets, except ah. who? Oh. Uh, let me think. Let me just... Yeah. I, I'm going to pause this for a second while I think. All right. Well, let me guess here. Uh, armor leaders? If they're crew exposed? If they're buttoned up. If they're buttoned up. Yeah. In fact, um, yes. No crews or, or, or crews. armor leaders. Yeah, the if they're vehicle. buttoned up. Correct. Yeah. Um, God. Uh, well, uh, the, what if you're in a pillbox? There you go. The others are a little um, like like terrain. Okay. Certain terrains... Safe. So in a pillbox. What well, about gully? I'm going to have to read it to you. Oh, okay. Um, Unless they left the back door open. <laughs> well, a gully, you could get a shot in a gully, couldn't you? Yeah, you could get a shot in a gully. I'm going to bet that's okay. Um, pillbox, I think you can shoot in the slot. Let's oh, find out. Yeah. Subterranean, which is... Right, so sewers, something like that. Right, exception caves. See a special rule. Basements. I'm and not basements, but, basements. but oh, well, we're safe in this basement. So, yeah. I'm so glad to hear you say that. 
Some of the pillboxes have, and I can't remember the name, I can't remember what they call it exactly because I have an old brain, but I know. Uh, some of the pillboxes or, or command bunkers have a lower level. They do? Yes. They have a lower level. They have a basement. <laughs> no, they, they do. Don't. They do. A they cellar. do. And I was playing, I, I mean, I was playing Tarawa, so I know about this. Okay, Tarawa might be a special rule for Tarawa, I don't. Yeah. I thought he fell down yeah, the steps. No, Charlie, he's so graceful. Charlie, I thought you came rolling yeah, down. Come here, Charlie. All right. Um, well, yeah, so I would imagine that. But go ahead and read. Um, yeah, maybe for Tarawa, there's a special rule about a lower bunker area. But yeah. um, cellars. So well, let's see yeah. if that's in here. Interior building locations. What is an interior building? Right. When a building hex is surrounded by all the same building, like a big factory. So the center hex is in the tractor works. And yes. Things How are you like going to get a shot through yeah. there if you're outside the building? So that makes sense. Prisoners? Prisoners? Oh. You don't shoot your own guys, I guess. I didn't know. Well, not. it just says doesn't say your prisoners. It says... Oh, just prisoners prison. in general. Oh, they're so kind. I didn't Snipers know. don't shoot at prisoners. You know how nice of them. I guess and you US, shoot the guard. Bro. And USO shows. USO uh, <laughs> <And> shows. <laughs> they, don't, they don't shoot at hidden... Okay, obviously they can't Hidden see units, them. Okay. Friendly. <laughs> okay, good. Their scope's good enough to tell the difference. That's good. Aerial. Okay, so no. Planes. Uh, yeah. Does that include no paras? gliders? No, let's I not imagine. go that way. But let's say planes, right? Gliders. Um, enemy play, Enemy passengers, riders, crew are vulnerable. So if you're if they're crew exposed, of course, like we just mentioned, right? A partially it's partially armored armored fighting vehicle or an unarmored vehicle. Uh, unarmored vehicle. Oh, this is important. I know he was licking my. Is the leg. dog licking your yes, leg? Yes, he was. I'm fidgeting. <laughs> Stop that dog. Um, Here, Charlie. Stop it. <laughs> okay, so, and this one's interesting. An unarmored vehicle with no passengers, riders, or crew can be considered an ineligible target at the option of the sniper. Now, what is an unarmored vehicle with no Passengers, riders, or crews in it. A uh, cart? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a sledge. No, I don't know about that. We're making jokes now. I, yeah, I don't it's know. A, a truck, certainly. Well, it's an jeep. unarmored vehicle, a jeep, a truck, a sledge. Yeah, it's yeah. a sledge. It's um, troop car- uh, are a cart. There, uh, um, gosh, are there transport like troop carriers in this game? Mm. I'm thinking of Panzer Grenadier. Cause I they're, think they're, they're armored like the Comms Lutz okay. and those things, but okay. I can't guarantee that because I'm not a or half, And half tracks, or oh, those are those armored. are armored. Yeah. Usually, okay. I mean, you may find, you know, someone will say, oh, the Hungarian 1941 yeah. carrier was unarmored, which could be the case. Okay. But um, they are unarmored vehicle, truck, jeep, sledge, whatever, with no passengers, riders, or crew. So if it's got a crew on it, you can't ignore that as a target. You have to if it's randomly selected, you have to shoot at that thing. Okay. It's got guys on it that are soldiers, yeah. oh, okay. right? Yeah. But if it doesn't, the sniper can ignore it. So oh. do you really want to take that truck out? Or that tank with an exposed leader? Exposed yeah. crew. Well. You want the tank. The tank. So remember this, kids. It's an ineligible target at the option of the sniper player. Okay. Oh, I, I randomly selected the truck. Darn. Oh, wait. No, I don't have to take the truck. Yeah. Excellent. I'm going to get that 10 dig 2 over yeah. there in the building. <laughs> now, he's the next closest, so you can right. declare it ineligible. And, I, again, I forget that also. That's a good one. But that's why it's great to do this, I yeah. guess. Yeah. 
So, non-targets. Now, how do you defend with your sniper? How do you defend your sniper? How do you protect them? Oh, I'm um, lousy at this too. Let's see. Protect your. I would say one way to protect the sniper would be to put like a half squad in the same hex with him. Uh, sure, because it's a random selection roll. Right. So if somebody, so if the enemy sniper snipes at you, or if you have, hmm, I wonder if a sniper check would work. But anyway. If the enemy sniper snipes at you, it's random selection. You've got more of a chance of... You've got some chance that your sniper won't get hit if there's a half squad or something in there. Some some guys that you don't mind sacrificing <laughs> Yeah, that's, along with the sniper. Right, because someone's going to get it. Yeah. But um, stacking with others, the plus side of that is yeah. it draws off uh, the selection like you just mentioned. Right. But what if you did a tie roll on both of the guys? They both get hit? They a tie roll? could... Oh really? Yes. Uh, oh. This, this rule, this rule, I know. I always do this. Um, when there's a tie, you get to choose who you want first of all, right? And right. Most people know that, but you get a, another sniper check on the other person that you tied with. Ah. So if you roll okay. both the half squad and the leader, roll a six, then you pick the leader because you usually want to kill the leader. You may want the half squad in this case because maybe you got to take that building now. And, you know, it's close combat. Maybe. Yeah. But often you want the leader. And then you roll. So you pick the leader to be with a one to be killed. And then you get to roll a dice on the half squad. If you okay. roll a one, the half squad is? Broken. And if you roll a two, pinned. it's pinned. Yeah. So you get a free check. Okay. Um, the negatives to stacking with others, what happens to the squads that are in there when the leader gets KI'd? You've got to take a, they, they all have to take a morale check. Leader lost morale check, yeah. leader lost task check, yeah. pin check. So that's a drawback to that. There may be some more. And I did read that somewhere where it's a good idea to keep squads, even half squads, with leaders. Don't leave your leaders by themselves because if they're, if, there is a sniper a chance that they're going to get sniped, and they're all alone. They're the only target in the hex. Obviously, they're the ones that are going to get sniped. If you leave a half squad in there, at least you've got a chance that they won't get sniped. Yes. That the half squad will get sniped. So. Yeah. And if you have a choice to put your leader in a woods hex or building hex, it's the same. doesn't matter to you other than the terrain effect modifier. Which should you put them in? Don't know. You want to put Couldn't them in say. the higher terrain effect modifier. Because the rule states on target selection, and when I start talking slow means I'm looking for <laughs> the rule. Frantically. He's <laughs> to read but, it exactly. Well, it says something like... You want um, me to fill in with some jokes or imitations? Yeah, I can do ahead. some imitations. Go ahead, try one. Um, no, I can't do any. Oh, yeah, you can do... Um, I did Charlton Heston. Gr Griffith. Uh, who? Andy Griffith. Show. Andy Griffith? Oh, yeah. You do the Barney. Oh, Barney. Do Fire. Barney again. Okay, go. I'm going to look. Uh, Dave's just looking over the rules over there. <laughs> doing a good job. Oh, and you're doing a good job, Dave. That's uh, Floyd, the, uh, the rule keeper. He's got such nice hair. Are you making any progress? No. We're burning up all these electrons recording these dead, dead, dead silence. While I... Okay, I'll just read. Whenever a sniper attack is called for, the die rolls made to determine the result of the attack. One or two 
Okay, I found it, but you know what? Actually, why I was looking for that. Um, well, it's a good thing you're not at a stoplight right now. Just, people would be honking <laughs> behind you. <laughs> Get moving! Hey, I'm reading the rules. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm reading squad leader. If the new target hex contains uh, greater than one location occupied by an eligible enemy tar unit, the sniper can select which location to attack. Okay. I, I guess I forget that. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So I, I just reread that as I'm reading. But I found it over here in rule 14.21. Um, if there's no one in the target hex, which is usually the case, yeah. you go to the nearest, closest in hexes to the target hex, which does contain both, uh, well, contains an enemy unit, right? Yeah. If two are equidistant, two are both okay. two hexes away, yeah. you, you have to go to the lowest terrain effect modifiers the target. Okay. So the sniper looks for the easier target to hit. He looks for the guy in the woods. Woods instead of the stone the, building. Correct. Okay. So when you put your leader in the woods, it's going to help keep him safe. I mean, the, the building. In the, in the building. Yeah. Yep. He'll pick someone else equal distance. Okay. So if you got the choice, just throw him. You'd probably put him in there anyway, which is yeah, I mean, sure I would. Yeah, I, I would have anyway, but. Not uh, for that reason. Yeah, but not for that reason, but that's good reason. Um, I, although I guess when I count routing areas, so I, I can route back four or six hex uh, movement points. Oh, yeah. I, if the woods is further woods is away, better. I go for the woods. Yeah. Maybe I should leave them four points, uh, movement points away if it's a stone building. Those are, uh, that's when you get into those judgment calls and yeah, just got to go. You just got to play the game. Don't suffer from analysis paralysis like I do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then put the, put, put the leader far away from the stinking sniper. It can only go six X's. Yeah. So just move them far away. Yeah. Um, that's some of the things that I thought we could help you to master your sniper game. Very good. That's, that's very good, Dave. I'm glad you brought that up. Advanced strategy. I think we're almost People. through the entire rule book now, aren't we? No. That covered like three rules three. on a half page, Jeff. <laughs> and isn't it amazing? Look, the, the sniper rules is like one page. It's, it's exactly it, one page. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It's exactly one page. It doesn't seem like a whole lot, but it's so complex yeah. to, to remember. People with better brains than us remember it much easier. Yeah. All right. Hope you Reading stuff it. like that, though, really makes me admire the game. Yes. Because it is so intricate, but it, everything is covered, and not, there's no, well, I wouldn't say there's no mistakes, but, I mean, there's. it's amazing how it all fits together. Yeah. People who find mistakes, they really go back and look it up and stuff, and often my, me and my opponents kind of go, well, what do you think it was? Eh. All right, let's just do this. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You know, let's just move on. Yeah. Because we don't want to bother having to dig through, you know, all these rules. But I have seen people write questions that are so intricate, and the answer is often, well, we need to clarify that, I guess. Yeah. But, man. But we'll do well. I think this is good to read, actually read the rules, and people have been asking for that. Read the rules. Put it in common language. Yes. Create imagery for us that helps us remember this stuff. Yeah. And hopefully it'll help me remember. But I went back and listened to some of our earlier shows. And some of our advice, like those notes I took years ago, mm -hmm. still sounded new to me. Oh, I still, really? Yeah, just <laughs> I started listening to me give advice going, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I do that? Yeah. What is it going to take? You yeah. know, posting a big list in my basement. Flashcards. You know, yeah. Well, just it's sitting at the game, just flipping. I think it takes looking at your um, charts while you're playing. I think so. Know, instead of sitting there bored, you should either be plotting your next move or Okay, if you know your next move, I'm just going to skulk. So yeah. whatever he's, you know, he's sitting here thinking about an elaborate move yeah. for 10 minutes. 
Well, be reading your charts. Read the rules. Yep. What the heck? Flip the book open. Yeah. You have a great book. This is new. This it's is so brand nice. new. Yeah, yeah. Second edition with that great graphics mm -hmm. on the front that kind of. Thank you for full. wearing gloves while you're handling it. Oh, that. you're welcome. Yeah. You know, I respect this yeah. so much. So. It's nice of you. Alrighty then. Art analysis. We promised we'd have a special guest art major from a real art school on our show tonight. Yeah, Jeff. and we do. We have somebody all the way from Palatine, Illinois. And he's a graduate of Illinois Wesleyan Art School, mm -hmm. Illinois Wesleyan University. Mm -hmm. And he is me, Dave. It's, it's Dave. <laughs> yes, folks, I have an art degree. I was an art teacher for 10 years. I've done many paintings and so on. No, I'm not famous yet. Dave, um, Dave is very talented. Oh, thank in you. In so many ways, he's our is our uh, really our local Renaissance man. Well, yeah, yeah. jack of all trades, master yeah. of none. Yeah. This Beyond Valor box I have in my hands, Jeff. So this you, is what we're gonna do. You're gonna do, you're gonna do like a a critique of the art of the. Hopefully, pretty short because box. I know yeah. listeners don't want to really hear this. Yeah. But. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, I'm not sure I do. Jeff's, no, Jeff okay. said the art was not good. I said the art was not good. After yeah. looking at it at home, I realized Jeff is correct. <laughs> I just like ASL myself. Yeah. It's a squad leader box art, so it's yeah. got to be good, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. And it's not as good. But now, this artist, Parrish, wasn't that his name? Oh, I should have looked that up. Oh, I hope he's not listening. Charles, no, he, he passed away. Oh, did he? Yeah, so in that regard, you know, I kind of liked his stuff. But if we look at... Beyond Valor, okay, his composition is got this triangle shape made with the tank going up from the rubble up to the tank to the tank commander, down again on the sides. This is a standard triangle shape design you'll find in lots of classical artwork. So he knew a little about comp composition. Mm -hmm. The buildings in the background on the edges, the one on the left works as a framing device. It frames the left side of the painting. So his composition's fairly strong. His, what do you not like about it, Jeff? Um, <clears throat> it's a little. Uh, it, I mean, it's a little cartoony. I don't like. Yes. It, it, uh, it's not the greatest art. I mean, some of the perspectives are a little off. The, I don't get a great feel of the depth. The three dimensionality is a, a bit missing. It's a bit flat looking for me. All right, I think you're probably right in that. There's not a lot of light and darks, chiaroscuro, yeah. mm -hmm. that you could use in art to make this pop out a little better, mm -hmm. more dramatic. Um, some of the poses seem just a tad stilted. Uh, better yes. than I could do. They look like G.I. Joe's. It looks a bit like G.I. Joe's posed. Uh, yeah, a tad. Uh -huh. yeah. There's, the, the characters' uniforms are very crisp and clean for being in battle. You know what? You know what I noticed, though? There's no naked ladies. No, and that's... Stop that. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's why you don't like it. Yeah, there are none. Um, so in those regards, you know, he, that's a critique then of this box. A nice composition, some good command of some proportion. The proportions seem correct in the people. Their mm -hmm. heads aren't too big or anything like that. Right. Um, and historical accuracy seems fine to me. Yeah. But as Jeff pointed out, those few of the things that are keeping it from perhaps being the greatest work of art. The second game out was then Paratrooper. If we look at Paratrooper, if you look at the design of the men following up the right-hand side from helmet to helmet to helmet to the man in the foreground, he's doing that, that pyramid again, pyramid again, which is yeah. a nice design element. Yeah, It's got a foggy scene 
See, now this... This is George Parrish. This GP particular game I don't own. And I do like the art on this box. Yeah. Does it still look a little G.I. Joe-ish to you? Or uh, not as much. Not as much to me. Not quite as much. Yeah. I noticed the uniform is dirty. <laughs> well, that adds realism. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. All right. So, you know, that's not their first day out. I think it's a little cartoony still. Yeah? Well, obviously, compared to a great master. Yeah. Um, to a, a Frazetta, to a, you know, doesn't quite have that power. Right. Um, Boris Vallejo, sense of realism is not quite there either, but again, it's better than I can do. There's a little art analysis. Uh, his color scheme is nice and tight. There's no, nothing that stands out as not fitting in this work of art. Jeff's laughing <laughs> I'm a trained professional. I'd go. Th here's how I would go through this, uh -huh. and I like. I'm enjoying this segment, <laughs> but here's how I go through this. Nah. Next one. <laughs> nah. Nah. Next one. Eh. No. Next one. Eh, that's not bad. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, actually, the color when he's fading his characters back from the front foreground to the last guy in the row here. Uh, I'm not sure the tone of the color is correct yeah. or hue for it fading away in the mist. But otherwise, <laughs> Jeff likes it better than Beyond Valor. I do. Well, and on the subject of art, before we transition, Jeff, um, James Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z. If you don't know James Dietz, I found his art at Cantini, the First Division Museum in Winfield, Illinois, Wheaton, Illinois. Yeah, Wheaton. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. um, or Winfield. Um, but... Great work. I bought one of his prints out there. Uh, look him up online. The Art of James Dietz. D-I-E-T-Z. Incredible use of color. Lights and darks that Karaskiro we're talking about. Much more natural poses. Right? You saw some of it just yeah, now online uh, looks, here? Yeah, it looks great. Uh, very, very rough, raggedy, really battle-worn yeah. characters. Yeah. And, of course, very historically accurate. Um, we're, looking, we're looking at one of his oil paintings, uh, $25,000. $25,000 called the 37th Division in Manila. Yeah. And he's just got this different lighting thing going on here with this. Lots of smoke and mist. His compositions also, we were talking about just, just now as we took a little break, don't follow that standard triangle pattern. No. Which almost makes for a more calming picture. This is more chaotic. He's almost yeah. got a reverse triangle going here, although, you know, um, they're just more chaotic. So... So there you go. Maybe look him up, listeners. Order a couple. $25,000. You <laughs> could order, you order a couple. So there we go. Analysis of the first two squad leader games. More to come later. All right. What? what how long is the show, Jeff? Uh, I think we got about four hours on to the, so far tonight. <laughs> Are we Time's done? Time's gone fast. I think we've got enough for one show. All um, right. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up in the next show already. There's going to be some more reports. Planned. I think yeah. I'm going I'm going to do... Concealment, Jeff. Which would be very good. So don't do concealment. If you want to research something, find, pick something else. Yeah, I'm going to do something short. But, uh, yeah, I'll have something for next show as and well. And we're hoping to get an interview with somebody also, bring in someone else to the yep. show again. I so. keep saying that, that we've got it figured out, but we do, and we will have an interview with somebody very shortly. It could be next show. Yep, we'll see. All right. Thanks so, for listening, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. We're looking forward to it already. Bye-bye. So, uh, don't, don't forget, roll low, and may the dice be with you. 
but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been a production of the Two Half Squads and is copyrighted 2008. Fully owned by its hosts. Listeners are free to use this show in a non-commercial endeavor as long as credit is given to the Two Half Squads.